Georgia Georgia The whole day through Just an old sweet song Keeps Georgia on my mind Everybody, it's time for Geocache Talk. With your work, in the car, wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and now Spotify. You get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Trailbugs for the music and our patrons, Demon Hunter 2, Aggie Jedi Master, Electric Waterboy, Antaeus, Joshua, the geocaching vlogger, Nick at Cashley. One Kind Word, Ravenclaw Tia, Butterfly Girl, Loon Trackers, The Aussie Geocacher, Sodak Zach, The Deadliest Cachers, Terrell 2, Neil Moore, Team D&D, Geocaching Adam, Peachy 1276, The No-Code Geocachers, Curiosity Girl, Tick Magnet, Marsipanic, Bricker John, Firesafe, F.S. Abero, Geo Rick, Cash Attic Mel, Geocaching Janji, the Geocaching Junkie, Sir Dremelot, Janice, Tricasius, Tom Frey, Rugles, the Bruce Zero, EGK, PBR, Casamaya, Master Sergeant USMC, Little Gears, Albedo 0.39, It's Only Barney, Purple Turtles 3, ACDC Family, None of It Tidy, AFK Geocaching, Josh Boggs and our new patron, Carrot Killer. You like? I know Carrot Killer. I know it's awesome. Well, I, <laughs> I know Carrot Killer too, man. He's good. Uh, if you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as three dollars a month. Let me start by welcoming my very excited to talk about this <laughs> subject co-host, Jesse. And I was just talking to the chat room. I was like, we almost didn't get the show started because we were <laughs> having too much fun. But Gary keeps his own task. So that's right. We're here for the show. Crack the whip on these two tonight. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to jump right into show 98 for May 13th as we welcome to the show Matt Janiak, a.k.a. Geo Monkey Tiger. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome exactly. to the I, I would talk. prefer you say it that way every time, please. Okay, every I'll, single time. Well, I will do that. So, because uh, we're, we're going to ask you in a little while about how you got the name Geo Monkey Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't even do those exclamation points anymore, right? Darn no. right. You no. cannot. So. Or spaces, which I'm oh. very happy that I have a space in my name and you can't do that anymore. Let, letters and numbers. That is it now. I have an ampersand. Uh-huh. And, and we're grandfathers. Well, so my sorry, ampersand. letters, numbers, and the special um, 
uh, language symbols. Like I think you could do the tilde um, right. or uh, some right. things like that. But yeah. Yeah, we, I think all three of us then, because I've got an ampersand in mine. I don't think you do an ampersand yeah. anymore. Nope, that's right. So that means we're old. We are old. <laughs> and, I'm, and I know, I guarantee you, I'm not changing it now because I'd lose it. Oh, you better believe it. It's like a and special. And actually, my name is older than me because I found that one cache yep. like a million years ago. So I'm yep. not actually, I, I got sneakied into grandfather. <laughs> Because <laughs> exactly. I'm not really that old into the game, so but hey, it works, and I'm keeping it, and I'm not changing anything. So right, well, we got a lot tonight, so we're going to just sort of get to the we're gonna get to the meat of this show real quick. But we have some news, and actually, the first news item comes from Matt, as we were talking about before. He wanted to mention something about last week's show. We did the do you know your do you know the way to Cincinnati, and so. Um, he wanted to mention something we we missed. So what did what did we miss, Matt? I I just uh, when I was listening to your show, I thought you had a lot of great ideas. But the one thing I always look for when I'm hitting the road caching are large geocaches or large oh, containers. Very cool. Uh, they're I, I've been really obsessed with them, trying to get uh, over a hundred, and I just hit a hundred this weekend, Woo-hoo. so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, but I everywhere I go, I'm always looking for larges. That's awesome. And there's some really cool ones in Cincinnati as well. So oh, there's, okay. there's there's one up there that's a car near Dayton that's really fun to do. Oh, yeah. You it, know, it's literally somebody's car that they've left in their front yard or not front yard, but nice. their house. Right. Yeah. Um, they're nice. To, they really are nice to find. Um, Jesse and I found one when we were when he came down to Denton for the Texas challenge. We found one in the back of a Conestoga wagon. So. <laughs> That's that right. Different. Just, you, know, you kind of look in, you're like, I think it's supposed to be in here. It's like, yep, it's this huge you know, ammo <laughs> can. You're like, well, it's a good spot for it because, you know, it's not out in the, not, not out, uh, you know, in the, in the elements. It was nicely covered in a, in a wagon. So I had to go look. I've only found 50 larges. That's you. You did not good. find, you know, when I when I started trying to get a hundred, I realized very quickly you do not find a hundred large caches by accident. No, uh, you, you do not. You, you 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 never are just looking at your stats like, oh crap, I've got two hundred and twenty large. No, you, right. you just don't do that. You are. And if I remember right, I found that fiftieth large for a challenge. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. The last time. I don't even remember when that challenge was. It must have been a while back. But you don't find larges that often. Right. I think there's only I, I've been looking and uh, in my home state here at Georgia, I think there's only like 123 in the whole state. The whole state. Oh, my gosh. So wow. now um, I have to look at my state. Yeah, there you go. Now <laughs> you have to go to Colorado. Yep. Um, all right. Something. Uh, this is kind of funny because I'm going to tease something we can't talk about. But I had I've, I can't not at least tease this because it's kind of cool. So there's something coming at the end of May. And. Oh. Jesse and I can't even talk about it. So, in fact, I asked, I asked the the person who gave us the information, and I said, "Ooh, can we talk about it on the show? Because you know we're, you know, we're kind of like a media outlet. So can, let's, you know, can we kind of announce this thing?" I'm like, "No, we don't. We're not gonna let you announce it." It's like, dang it. Well, you know what? They can't stop me from teasing it. So I'm teasing that there's something coming out in the end of May. So everybody, sure, we should have done. Just had rock chalk on. We he should, can't right. keep a secret for anything. He can't keep a secret for nothing. <laughs> he's so excited. He's like, okay, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but. But. 
That's more that's more Jesse Tuttle than it is. Uh, oh my gosh, both of them. Rock yeah. chalk. But anyway, so everybody, stay tuned. It sounds cool. Uh, we're looking forward to it. But that's all I can say. So they're like, "Oh, Gary, I can't believe you just did that." But oh, uh, wow. and I got some good ideas for it too. I just did. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, okay, quick quick Gigastock update. What's as funny as there's been some discussion on a Facebook group about Gigastock. People are like, "What's a cool name we could come up with for for GeoWitzdock?" And Susan chimed in. And told the little group, like, call it Gigastock. And it was like, oh, man, eh, it's not, it's too short or whatever. And she's like, hey, I thought this was pretty good. So one person chimed in and goes, that's it. We're making it. We're hashtag Gigastock from now on. Said so everybody, everybody needs to dive in and do that. Because they can't put Giga in the official materials and blah, blah, blah. You know, geocaching.com will kind of get on them about stuff. But anyway. Couple quick updates for about Gigastock. One is um, the podcaster booth. So pretty much all the podcasts, uh, they're well, all the podcasts are going to be there. Um, Geo Gearheads, Caching in the Northwest, Podcaster, and us uh, are all. We all gathered together and we're doing uh, a booth together. Um, and so. We've got two giveaways. So if you're going to Cincinnati, you're going to Gigastock, make sure you come by and first try to find one of us because we're going to be roaming around and we've got lots of um, giveaway tickets. So you'll need to grab you a ticket. Uh, come back to the booth at 11 or 3. You can pick, pick whichever one you want. And we've got a pile. I mean, it's like a trunk load of stuff that we're giving away at each of those times. So we've got cool gadgets that Daryl is giving away. Uh, he's got coins from Cash Maniac way back in the day. If you're nostalgic uh, and you loved the old Cash Maniac show, Geo Gearhead show, um, some of that, we're going to be giving away one of our coins. So we'll, each, we'll probably throw one in each uh, um each giveaway uh, podcasters got some stuff that they're going to be giving away. Um, and so it's going to be kind of, kind of fun. So actually we're giving away, there'll be four things. We're giving two away each hour, 11 and three. And if you want to go see the vloggers, I guess you can go see them too. I don't know. They're, <laughs> they're somewhere around. I don't they're know. They're kind of going to be there. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Uh, sorry. Quick question. Is it true that guests that appear on your show in the month of May get a thousand extra tickets for the, the raffle? Is, is, uh, did did I understand check. that correctly in what you sent? Um, I, I'll have to look into that, Matt. Okay. Th- not, thanks. That, sure. that was my understanding. So yeah, that was I, your understanding. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Anybody that gets to win one of those coins though, there, there's not very many of our coins left. No. In fact, we cut it off. We had to, we had to, uh, we had to stop selling them because we got down to just a handful and we wanted to keep keep a few left for patrons and and such. So when we get new patrons, you get a coin. So we want to make sure we got a coin to them. So anyway, um, yeah, the vloggers, um, I think they're caged and you can bring you, you can bring. Well, you're not supposed to bring food, so don't bring food and feed them because we don't want to feed. <laughs> don't give them don't sugar. Yeah, don't give them sugar. We, we've got enough issues with the vloggers. They're going to be causing a lot of problems. In it. No, I'm kidding. So the vloggers will be near next to us, and uh, we're trying to coordinate some stuff with them as well. But they got the cool stuff they're giving away. So we're looking forward to that. So 
Oh, gosh. So just looking forward to all that. So I guess now we're going to talk about uh, webcam watch and the new virtual Let's move watch. on from this giga junk. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. talk about that anymore. Poor Jesse. I'm sorry. I already petitioned for them to cancel it, and they won't do it. So, <laughs> um, now, so webcam watch, little interesting, maybe. Um, still 114 in the U.S., so we haven't gone down here. But we have gone down in the world. It's now down to 277. So some of them are gone. Um, and they're still four disabled. So you can dig deeper in that if you want to. But the numbers worldwide are still going down. We're holding strong a little bit in the U.S. right now. Um, I'm really hoping that we stay well above 100 for all for the rest of this year. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and then the good news is, though, with our virtual watch for the new virtuals, and there's a link on geocachetalk.com, um, we're now up to 1454. So that's up considerably from the last few weeks. Um, it's not 4,000 yet, mm-hmm. but it's moving up a lot quicker now than it has in the past. So uh, I suspect it's going to start snowballing. And would you picked, you picked, no, Zach picked 2,000. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't commit yet. Um, but, but we're, we're, I think we'll get three thousand. So let's put our guest on the spot. Yeah. How many of the four thousand by August do you think will be uh, published of the new virtuals? We, we're gonna put you on the spot, Matt. Oh, this is to me. Oh, sorry. oh yeah, uh, yeah. We're putting you on yeah. the spot. Uh, of the four thousand, let's see. Based no on big deal. It's just you know on video and recorded forever, but no, sure. no pressure. I'm gonna yep. say three thousand two hundred and forty-one. Ooh, now three thousand two hundred and forty-one. That's if, very specific. Hey, I think he knows something. That's very specific. <laughs> I I can't reveal. Well, if this is thirty-two forty-one, Matt, you're gonna get some. <laughs> oh my god, serious yeah, emails. Win geocaching if that's yeah. It. He's gonna get some serious emails about that. I mean, I can tell you, um, you know, I, I emailed you guys last week because I heard you a couple weeks ago asking, why the heck haven't people published them? And I'm one of those yeah. people that, that hasn't we, published, you know. We talked and, about this um, last week. I, in fact, Jesse was mentioning that you pro- you had really good reasons. He thought it was good I, reasons. Yeah, and I heard. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, the other one that I didn't mention there was longevity, too, because I thought I had the coolest virtual cache picked out. It was uh, it's in Augusta, and it's called it was called the Haunted Pillar. And it was supposedly this pillar that was left from some building. Building mm-hmm. that if you touched it you died that okay. was the, the yeah. rationale that was behind the, this. the legend huh? it, that was the legend i was going to call the virtual can't touch this and you know make it a fun mc <laughs> hammer i thought this is awesome oh that's great and, and like a week before i was ready to do this i saw somebody hit it with their car and, it was oh, no. gone, and it's gone right and i thought that's my ultimate nightmare i get this right. once in a lifetime opportunity to publish a virtual it doesn't even get the first to find and somebody it's and i have gone. to take it down because whatever <laughs> but, oh that's the that's like the geocaching hall of shame <laughs> it really oh. is but um but what i was going to say is i i've been in touch with a lot of people in the community here and i don't know everybody in georgia that got one but i, I know several <laughs> that have mm-hmm. um and and there's a lot of talk amongst them and, and even like some of the people I don't know who got one other people know and such. And we've got a pretty high rate of people here that intend to publish. I think there's only one person I've heard of that just everybody is pretty sure will never publish the virtual, but um, out of like maybe, and I didn't do a real count, but like 10 or 11 people, Mm -hmm. 
everyone but one is intending to publish something. And obviously a, a lot of people I know that haven't are in the same situation I am where they're just really trying to find the great spot that won't get hit by a car and disappear in a week and such. So <laughs> right. cool. I may or may not have one. He, he may not. I, I wouldn't or confirm may. that. <laughs> but if I did, I may be going next weekend to scout the location. And uh, I've been really indecisive, but I'm trying to lean towards it's me and a buddy that may or may not have access to one. And uh, I, I'm going for my favorite place on the planet, which I have mentioned before. But I'm not going to say what it is yeah. right now. And uh, uh, I really well, hope it works out because it's <laughs> as far well, as I've traveled. That's my favorite place on the planet. Will it be a five, so, five uh, virtual? Really? <laughs> Could it be a um, five, five, Jesse? It can be, you know, there were 13 before these came out. Now there's more. Um, yeah. But uh, I don't know if it'll be or not. It depends on which direction to go, but uh, both are available based on the area. So mm-hmm. cool. Very cool. And if, if it is a five, five, it'll be a true five, five. Yeah. <laughs> it won't be, a, won't be a cheater five, five. I promise you that. So um, climb a tree a little ways and call it a five, five. Yeah. I don't, I don't think a tree cuts it. So, <laughs> <laughs> it would definitely involve repelling without a doubt. But um, oh. so I, I think a bunch of them are going to come out. So I, I feel safe to say thirteen hundred. Uh, I mean, thirteen three thousand. Mm-hmm. That's not as good as thirty four twenty one, but uh, I, I think we'll get at least three quarters of them out. I'll guess. I'll guess twenty eight ninety nine. Oh geez, what is this price? Is right? Come on now. Two eight nine nine. Two eight nine nine. I don't know. We'll get we'll get the rest of the talk networks uh, put in. So make a so note it, of rising from. I'm glad it. the chat room asked it because I would have felt bad asking the question. Did the car that crashed into the the pillar <laughs> person die? die? Well, you know, here here's the thing. Uh, two <laughs> things about that. One, the report didn't say. But two, but two, I couldn't decide if that was a technicality or not because technically, they may have never touched the pillar. Their car did. Yeah, the car died. Right. right. I mean, the car, so the car yeah, died. So whatever. But right. But but yeah. So I, I you know I think necessarily even if the person didn't die, it wasn't necessarily a, a lack of faith in the pillar because you know technically the car hit it and you know so. Boom. I think um, when this originally came, because I've heard about this this pillar, but I know that everybody who touched it like two hundred years ago, they're dead. They are gone. This, yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent so, of them. Yeah. So Let it's it it's got to be true. So. Gotta be. I mean, that's scientific. I believe <laughs> that's scientific. You believe it's scientific. I like that. You can't argue with fact. All right. No, you can't. Um, new time. So I had one last thing. So for yep. the news, yep. I need some help on this one. Um, uh, my as everybody knows, because I've been whining for for months because <laughs> of the Giga. I can't go to the Giga because my daughter's graduating. Yeah. Well, um, family first. For anybody that's seen any of my social media stuff ever, I. My favorite thing that I have in the world, outside of my kids, of course, mm-hmm. um, is my Jeep that and we your, go cashing in. And your wife. We put your wife up there, too. Of course. I mean, but <laughs> I know. Just object. I don't own those things, right? Yeah. Um, uh, is my Jeep. Mm-hmm. But I found out a way to now give my daughter my Jeep for her graduation. Wow. And I, that's, if anybody knows me, that is my favorite thing that I've ever owned ever. It's a great Jeep for Colorado. It's awesome. 
But as part of that, you know, I can't walk to work, right? Right. So I got to get me a new Jeep. Woo! New Jeep, yes. baby. Very excited. Um, but I'm one of those really weird people that names all of their vehicles. So I need a name. We're struggling in my household. I got a gray Rubicon, the brand new one. It's got all the fun toys with it. But did, I need a name. I'm struggling. And, so. and I'm sorry, real quick, just to make mm-hmm. sure. Did, did you miss the obvious solution? You can give your daughter the new Jeep? Um, um, if you no really like your old one that much. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I did have to bring it a little more reasonable. I had 37-inch tires on it, and it was lifted and all that other stuff. I had to be a little more reasonable and bring it back down. But um, So I got a new Jeep, and I've named every single one of mine that I've ever had. And they all have, they're all trackable and all that other stuff, but I need some cool names for a gray Jeep Rubicon. Rubicon. So I need some, we're stuck. The family names every single one of them, and we don't have any good names for this. So a geocaching mobile that's a gray Rubicon, I want to hear some good names. So anybody <laughs> that's got some good ideas, family friendly ideas, by the way. <laughs> Send them to geocache talk at gmail.com. Geocache talk. Send them in. Let's see what we got. Yep, or in the chat room, one of the two. Geocache talk at gmail.com or in there. So, all right, let's get into this. Let's get into this topic. That's right. We're going to talk about challenges. We're going to really kind of, we're going to do two things. We're going to kind of talk, uh, first half will be about the GGA weekly challenges. And then we're going to kind of wax philosophically. Matt's got some ideas we want to talk about, about challenges in general. So we're going to kind of two part. Let's start with, uh, talk we're going to talk about the the gga uh their challenges but before that i need to we need to give some information because not everybody listened to the gearhead show although i have in the show notes um matt was on a couple weeks ago on gearheads and so if you want to listen to that show later on and get some more information uh that link will be uh in the show notes so um we want to start though with a quick uh bio of geo monkey tiger (laughs) <laughs> so how did you That's great so tell us about uh a how you started geocaching and how you came about with geo monkey tiger <laughs> um well funny enough uh i had a friend uh, a facebook friend that i went to high school with um and uh she lives in st louis and i saw her posting on her facebook page about this thing called geocaching so I'm like, what the heck is this? And she explained it to me and, you know, I, I, I signed up and um, went and found and I thought, oh, this might be kind of fun to do with the wife. You know, she might enjoy this. So we tried a couple and actually it was funny. I was looking through my history a while back and I live in Georgia and my first geocache was in Florida. My second was in Illinois and it took me... <laughs> You got two Sorry, states. my second was also in Florida, but then my right. third was in Illinois. And then it took me my fourth geocache before I found a Georgia geocache, <laughs> to get which your own state. odd to me, my own state. But um, now that, anyway, that bodes well, Matt, to, to talk about <laughs> everything else tonight, because that's maybe maybe exactly. perfect for your whole geocache you know, career. Maybe that could be a challenge cache <laughs> that I could create, the find two states before your home state challenge <laughs> cache. I'll have to see if I can do that. Hmm. That'd be kind of cool. Well, take I take that back. I need somebody else to publish it. So I can go claim the find. That's right. right. Uh, let's see. And maybe. like 10 other people, but that's, okay. <laughs> but that's another story. That's, that's for later. Anyway. Though. All right. Keep going. We're um, anyway. Him. So um, I had a different geo Nick to start um, mm-hmm. and, and I didn't know what to create as a geo Nick. So right. um, my middle name, this will come as a shock to anybody. Then I'm, I swear I'm not lying, but my middle name is Aloysius. 
um, awesome. good Polish name that yeah. I get from my father's father. So I was originally Aloysius J, which was a pretty dumb Geonic. And uh, when the wife was going out, she really likes monkeys and tigers, right? Okay. And so when we were out in the woods, she'd get a little bored. So, you know, one thing we'd do is when we saw the cache, we'd yell, you know, geocache and, you know, point and such. Right. And, and if she started getting bored, I'd go, is that a, is that a monkey? And, you know, is that a tiger? And so, it's <laughs> awesome. Geo monkey tiger. And then there's an exclamation mark because it's something you yell. Right. Geo monkey tiger. It's perfect. You, you never, you don't just go, I mean, otherwise it's just, <sighs> Geo monkey tiger, right? I mean, that, no, Geo monkey tiger. That's right, Geo monkey tiger. And I, and I didn't know this when I picked the name, but I will say it's worked out very well. It abbreviates quite beautifully to GMT mm, exclamation mark. Exactly. Nice. That's and perfect. and and we have a our, our Georgia Geocache Association. We have a website. Uh, we have forums and such. And you have to have a username for the forums. Our usernames. Aren't you, we can't have punctuation in our usernames. Right. And I was so adamant about my exclamation mark that in the in our forums, much to our web person's dismay, <laughs> I'm actually Geo Monkey Tiger exclamation mark spelled out exc. <laughs> right. That's funny. So, so I have this like you know forty character, Perfect. seventy character long you know Geo Nick that overflows out of every box he's built in the forums and. <laughs> Just That's awesome. Fit anywhere. So. Well, um, before we get to this week's challenge, because they they publish on Sunday, right? Yes. Okay. Sunday nights. Sunday night, and we've got this week's week nineteen called "So Far Away." We're going to talk about that in a minute, but let's let's kind of back up on that. Let's talk a little bit about the origins of the Georgia challenges, and if you want, let's plug. Um, cause I, there's some things I didn't know until I listened to the gearhead show, but some things about the GGA, um, which was fascinating. The fact that the GGA is the very first, um, state group. Yes. That's awesome. I uh, know the very first geocaching group. That's Period. yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. For yeah. First geocaching group very cool. of any kind. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, 2001. We were formed in June, June 2001. We actually have our birthday celebration every June. Oh, awesome. That is great. So, um, but, but the challenges are more recent. Uh, correct. Correct. Okay. And, and the challenges really evolved. I mean, when, when you look at what's the point of the GGA, you know, we, we have a number of things we want to do. And most importantly of all is we want to encourage people to get out and cash and have fun. Oh, are you taking my picture? Hi. Oh, sorry. I am. Um, <laughs> I'll explain that one later. Um, but, you know, we, we want we want to do things that encourage people to get out, go cash and have a good time. That's the most important thing. Right. Um, we really want to try to reach out to cashers at all different levels. You know, we don't just want the guy that's got 50,000 fines and has been cashing since, you know, 2001. We want new people, medium people, all kinds of things. Right. Um, and and Georgia is a pretty decent sized state. We're not a, a small state. So when we talk about things we could do, we really want want to try to encourage things, whether it's people that live in the metro Atlanta area or people that live in the south or on the coast, um, wherever they live, we want um, them to be able to do these kind of things. And then we have a, a web page with forums and such, and we also have a um, a Facebook page as well, where people like to, you know, where we want people to share stories and such. And mm -hmm. so we, we really want people posting their caching pictures, their adventures, their stories, et cetera. And then of course, each month we do a GGA event and we want people to attend those events. So that's cool that y'all do that. Um, 
I mean, yeah, yeah, we do. We do an event each month. And so at the beginning of the year, um, we have a steering committee that kind of, uh, you know, leads the, or, or manages the, the, the responsibilities of the, the, the GGA each year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we said, what can we do that does all these things or, you know, that will do any part of these. And so we came up with this idea um, of doing these weekly challenges and, and we weren't hundred percent sure at the time if it was going to be weekly or monthly or quarterly or whatever it was, right. but we really felt that it kind of ticked a lot of the boxes. You know, we, we thought this could be a fun way to encourage people to get out um, and do this. So we created this process and, and, you know, and basically we've, we've been creating a challenge each week, um, we publish the challenges on Sundays, and then the way we do it is for our, our challenge period, it always runs Monday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I know not everybody has weekends off, but many people have weekends off. So we kind of did that on purpose. So if it's, you know, if you go cashing on Saturday or Sunday, we give you the challenge that Sunday night, you've got all week to plot out your your kind of caching plan. And I, and I know, unfortunately, right. there's some people that, that schedule doesn't apply to, but it accommodates mm-hmm. a lot of them. Right. Um, we do have some fun. Every challenge is named after a song. So, you know, people can figure out the songs. Um, some of them we've had to stretch pretty far. I had to pull some (laughs) French country tune for the souvenir week, uh, challenge that we had. And I had a a couple of people say, that's not a song. I'm like, no, it it is a very, very catchy French country song. Yeah. It is a song. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) I I gotta stop talking about it because I'll get it stuck in my head for another week. It was there you go. You don't want that. You don't want that. But um, what what we did was we we basically when we designed this is we tried to design this such that you can use any cash. So it wasn't like we were going to say you had to go to you know X cash or Y cash, etc. You know we were going to publish some criteria that you had to meet or a challenge you had to meet, and it didn't matter which caches you found as long as they met the criteria. Um, we also, in a way, it, you know, we we struggled to figure out how do you keep it relevant for somebody that's new. Mm-hmm. And doesn't have a ton of cash experience or, or even somebody not necessarily new, but not everybody has 10 hours a week. They can go cashing. Some people have an hour a week or half hour a week or something like that. Right. They can. Go. So how do you keep it relevant between those folks that are new or less experienced or don't have time? And then those folks that are diehard on the other end. And so we came up with the concept of levels. So each week yeah. we have a, a bronze, silver, and a gold and the bronze ones, you know, a lot of times you could probably do the bronze by accident some weeks. <laughs> right. Right. Um, you know, it, and, and very seriously, uh, and, and it's set up that way. You know, what we want to do is get people out cashing. We don't, you know, we don't want to kill people and say your challenge this week is to find 300 caches or anything like that. Right. We want you to get out and have a good time. So, um, we came up with this bronze, silver, gold kind of framework. Some weeks we throw an alternate out there. Uh, we don't do that every week, but we throw it out there sometimes. And usually when we throw the alternates out, it has something to do with the accessibility of the cash. So one of our challenges early on, for instance, um, it, it was called New Kid in Town after the Eagle song. And... Um, the challenge was you had to find newer caches. So I don't have the levels right in front of me, but I think the, the bronze level was you had to find a cache that had been out less than a month. I think the, the silver was less than two weeks. And then the gold level was you had to find a cache the day it was published. Um, you didn't have to be first to find, but you had to find it the day it was published. And when we were thinking about that one, we knew that that would be a pretty darn easy challenge in Atlanta. Um, because there's a lot of caches that get published, right. but if you're in South Georgia or or West Georgia mm-hmm. or something, there just aren't as many folks out there. We knew that would be tougher, so that was one of the weeks we did an alternate and said, you know what, you can publish a new cache and, and that get credit. Will count. 
Right. Yes. And that count as your gold for the week. So you could do this course of action uh, versus that. And we've done that a couple of other times. We did a type challenge one week um, where we, you know, we asked people to find, um, actually it wasn't a type, it was a size challenge. And one of the, we asked people to find all seven sizes, which include virtual. And we know that there are a lot of folks that have actually found every Georgia virtual cache, right? So it was going to be tough for them. So we had an alternate right. that allowed them to do some different criteria in order to meet that. That's um, cool. So that's kind of our framework. We have gold, silver, bronze each week. And then uh, we do, um, you, do a, you have a leaderboard. Go ahead. I was gonna say you have a leaderboard too. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I was gonna say we, we do two things with that then. And, and mm -hmm. basically after, after each week, uh, you have until the challenge runs Monday to Sunday, and then we give people Wednesday to submit their, their proof that they've completed this. And we just ask for an email listing what they've done. And sometimes we'll say this proof is better than that proof, et cetera. But you send in your proof and then we do two things with that. One is we keep track of your points on a leaderboard. So we have a leaderboard of the challenges and who's done what and how many challenges, et cetera. And then the second thing we do, uh, and, and by the way, the, the challenges, doing the challenges, being on the leaderboard, we allow anybody in the world to do that with us. We, That's we encourage really cool. it. Yeah, that. we encourage it. We love it. We we love to see people doing it. We've got a handful of folks that I, I don't even know if they've ever been to Georgia that that mm -hmm. do these challenges with us each week, and they're a ton of fun, and mm -hmm. and you know they're having fun with it and having a blast. So anybody can do that. Anybody can be on the leaderboard. Totally, um, mm -hmm. uh, we we welcome all. The second thing we do is reserved for our official GGA members. Right. Uh, and those are ones that have attended a GGA event at some point. Mm -hmm. And what we do for those folks is we take those points that they've been earning for the gold, silver, bronze, and we put those into, we convert those basically to, to uh, uh, drawing tickets. And we do some prizes each month and we pull the names out of the hat and we, you know, we give those prizes away. We purposely said when we did this that you didn't have to be present to win, mm -hmm. so you don't have to actually attend the meeting. We do the drawing at each month's meeting, and you don't have to be present to win, but one of the incentives that we came up with is if you attend the meeting, whatever number of entries you have will double that. That's cool. So um, we, you know, we hope that would encourage some folks to, to come out to our meetings. You know, that's, that's, uh, I think that's perfect. I think you guys really thought it out well. And I, I like the, I, I, I think that's, that's so great that y'all do that and to make it, um, a way for, to, and then you have these prize drawings. That's a great idea. So. So there's a bunch of questions from the chat room already and they're really sure. good ones. Okay. Yeah. Let me throw two or three of them out because I know we're going to get to them later, but just so we don't mm -hmm. forget them. No. Yeah. One, you Grab covered it while we were talking, but can anybody participate in this? And you did say that it doesn't have to be Georgia cash. So you could be anywhere as long as it satisfies the requirements for that challenge. That's right. That you could be in, criteria. you could be in Sweden. You could be in Lithuania. You could be anywhere. Right. And then somebody else said, uh, who comes up with all the criteria? It sounds like a lot of work. And then uh, let me see. How does somebody get started in it? Those are the three main questions. Okay. Well, let me let me do the how does somebody get started with it one first. Um, okay. The easiest way is you can go to our website, which is ggaonline.org. Mm -hmm. So ggaonline.org. Um, and we have a forum section there. So it, when you go to the webpage at the top, you'll see a bunch of tabs and one of them is labeled forums. Um, you do have to register to be part of their forum. So you have to put in your email address and such, but right. we, I promise we don't do anything 
well, we did raise some capital by selling them to some Eastern European folks last year. But Whoa, they seem really hang nice on. But that's just a social security numbers. None of that's important. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, all we need is social security number, date of birth, man, mother's maiden name, just a few. No, no, I'm, I'm absolutely kidding. We get your email address and we don't do anything with it. So you can register. And once you register in the forms, you can view the information. And uh, we have a whole section to, uh, uh, dedicated to the challenges. There's a section where we have the rules of the base rules of it. You can read, I, I, I think I covered most of it, but I probably mm -hmm. skipped over something or I may have been unclear on something, but we have the rules posted. We have the challenges there and we have the leaderboards that we post um, as well. So all of it's right there. You just go, um, you can view the current challenge, the current challenge just posted tonight. Um, and uh, at the end of each week, and the instructions are in the the, the rules section. But we have a, a an a, um, sorry, we have a email address that you send the proof of completion to, and we track right. that for you. Very cool. So let's somebody's brand new. Let's assume all of our people are brand new. And last yes. week's was to find uh, three or two, four and seven non physical caches. I think it was last week's challenge, right? Uh, yes, I have that up. It was. Yeah, it was making love out of nothing at all. See, I, yeah. I want more credit for the song titles. This is one of the hardest <laughs> parts here. So, um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so last week was all about non-physical caches, or I, mm -hmm. I think that's a word I made up, but it, everybody understands. Mm, it works. Um, and, and it was two, four, or six were the numbers. So, two, four, or six. Okay. Yes. So if you and found through tomorrow, right? They have. Uh, the, last week they have all the way through tomorrow no it ends sunday so the challenge periods okay. are always always monday to sunday so they've got um depending on where you live two and a half to uh more hours and if they are from sweden i'm afraid they've already missed it oh. or, or they sent it or, or they already sent it in or they've already sent they, it they in. Right? Sent so we it had, in, but... like so if we were going to do this this week and we talk yeah. about what we did last week all of our listeners and us right now would have or watchers because by the time they listen it'll be too late um <laughs> Up to Wednesday to send in the qualifications, right? Correct. Wednesday. Okay. And, and uh, they can. It, and when they send, and sorry, and when they send it in, they'll send it into our, our email address that we have, and we track that. And we also, just as an FYI, we always confirm back, so you know that we got it. And you know, okay. we usually send a quick note that says, "Hey, I've got you down for the gold for this week. Great job. Have fun, you know, with the next week." Okay. Um, and then what's this coming up week's challenge? Uh, yep. Well, what's funny, real? I just want to mention real quick is that Carrot Killer uh, says he's second place on the leaderboard, and he put in a, a note he's behind his wife. So, yeah. oh my gosh, that's, that's awesome! And then Josh Boggs says he's gonna he, he's gonna work on that this week. So I think we're gonna get you're gonna get a bunch of extra people, Matt, coming on. That's coming awesome. On board, so. you, you know what? And it's it's a ton of fun. We get some more competition on the leaderboard. That's exactly what we want. So it, it's cool to be able to be here and talk about this. Yeah. But um, so this but week, this so week's far away. So far away, I'm thinking of the stained. I'm thinking of the stained song. Is okay, the one that I'm thinking of. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, okay. I'll, we'll allow it. Although <laughs> yeah, I will also kidding. accept the Avenged Sevenfold song as well. Oh, so, there we go. There you, you know, go. Both, yeah, both are fine choices. I tend to think of stained uh, first. I'm in. But, I'm in. I'm in. I like both. I like stained and yeah. And, you got me uh, interested. There yeah. you go. See, exactly. Um, and this week's actually is kind of interesting. We we this week's challenge has been different in two ways from all of our other challenges. Um, first of all, for the first time, you can get the gold this week by finding one geocache, which has been oh my gosh. Um, but the trick is, and this is certainly harder for some folks than others, you have to find a geocache whose nearest neighbor is at least two and a half miles away. Oh dear. 
Um, and I'll tell you, I, I did a lot of research before we published this one to make sure it was attainable and, and to figure out the right levels, right? And, th and this is, and we'll probably talk a little more about this later, but mm -hmm. a big challenge with these challenges <laughs> is right. figuring out the right levels, right? Um, and originally I was going to do five miles was the number that I had in my head when I first came up with that. And then determined that was pretty darn hard, at least in the state of Georgia. Right. Um, but uh, you find a cash for gold level it's any cash that's two and a half miles at least from its neighbor mm -hmm. and in case people are wondering there's a really easy way to check that as well so don't think this is a really hard thing to, to check um on the and we actually published uh notes about how to check it this week as well in our oh, nice. yeah if you're um if, if you're on the cash page there's actually a link it's kind of underneath the hint and i never look at these but there's mm -hmm. a, a little section that says find and it's got you know like all these different things it's where you would go if you're looking for benchmarks or things like that but there's one of the links that says find all nearby caches and when you click that it just displays the closest caches and how far they are so it's it's one click to figure out real simple if, if it meets the criteria but anyway um uh, so two and a half miles for the gold this week a mile and a half for the silver and a half mile for the bronze and then the other thing that we did this week that we've never done before as well is we offered up a um a special bonus to folks that if they can find the most remote, so we'll keep track of how remote your cash is. If they can find the most remote, we'll give them a pass that they can trade in in a future week for a free gold. Oh, so if you want to take cool. if you want to take a week off or you know you just got something busy coming up and right. and we and, and you can even donate it if you want. So if Carrot Killer gets it and he wants to give it to his wife because she's got extra work that <laughs> week, he can he can donate it to his wife. But um. Uh, but that's Very the challenge for this week. And and then the the one thing that we did say for this week's challenge, and, and each week will have its own set of criterion um, that we'll use for this. But one thing we did say this week is because we know puzzles and multis can be a little funky. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Like, where do you go? So we just said, look, let's let's throw those out. Uh, you know, your find this week has got to be a traditional letterbox of virtual earth cache. Um, oh, those are the right. ones that have got to be that. And, and the one I think of, we have a cache here in Georgia. Um, um, it's it's actually only about 30 miles from here, but the posted coordinates are in the Indian Ocean, um, and it's it's like I, I, it doesn't even come up when you click nearby caches. It doesn't even show anything because there's probably nothing for 500 miles. <laughs> right. So, so that one won't count this week. It's an old old mystery cache. Obviously, old mystery. Before the, right, right before, before the, the I yep. think it's like a 2002 or 2001 somewhere in there. Okay. Um, but that yeah, so great. so we're doing traditionals this week and such, and um, you know it's been kind of fun. I've already seen some people. Some people have been like, "Oh, hey, I, I've already seen one," and I know some of my metro friends here are going a little crazy because it, it is much harder in the metro area. Um, and like I said, originally we thought five miles might be a good thing, but there are not a lot of caches out there that um, no. And I think I, I looked at some of the challenges, and you know. I, Oddly enough, I listened to you on Geo Gearheads, and all three of us have been on Geo Gearheads in the last month or so. Which <laughs> it's is true. That's but, true. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the funny thing is, you, you do these challenges, and when you first look at it, you're like, oh, that's easy. It's not mm -hmm. as easy as it looks. Like this last week's was the non, non physical caches, which is a new term you coined. Um, <laughs> And that actually is harder for some people. Like I attended three events this week, which is rare. I don't usually attend that many in a week. However, there's not a virtual or an earth cache anywhere close to me that I hadn't already gotten. Yep. 
So that's kind of hard. I think that the closest earth cache to me that I haven't gotten is like 30 miles as the crow flies, which is like three hours away. Right. So it, it's well, harder it, to get some of these for some people. So it, it's challenging. And, you know, and one of the things that we really try to do as well, I mean, in addition to trying to make it challenging for the gold level people, um, and, and you were talking about last week's challenge, and that's a really good example. Um, first of all, we did the the non-physical week last week, and last week was our GGA event, or yesterday, I say last week, yesterday mm -hmm. was our GGA event. So one of the things that we did was we said, if you come to the GGA event, A, that's a non-physical cash, B, we'll count it triple. So if you want to knock three off your list, oh, come on there down you go. Event, that's that's and, good. That's good. You know, you've just made life a little bit easier for yourself. And this was especially important this month. We are a statewide organization. We we did this month's event was very 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 far south. We were almost in Florida this week, um, and so you know we really wanted folks to come down and and do that. And, and a few people did take advantage of that. There are a few people that came down and and they I they even come up and check with me at the meeting. They're like, okay, now just so I'm clear, this counts as three, right? <laughs> Yep, counts as three. But um, but so so yeah, we try to find ways, and we work really hard. Our our GGA events are always the second Saturday of the month. So our second Saturday, the the weeks that fall on that second Saturday, we always try to find a way to make the event count towards that week's challenge. Again, cool. just as another way to encourage folks to to come to the events and, and have cool. some fun with us. Um, but but to your point, you're right that the more experienced cashers definitely will have a harder time with that because a lot like you have done a lot of earth and, and virtual caches and such. And that's the touch. But on the flip side, we're really hoping to get some newer cachers involved. And I think a lot of times newer cachers are scared mm -hmm. of an mm -hmm. earth cache or a virtual cache. So we've tried to find ways in the challenges to really encourage some of those things that maybe folks uh, would have to step outside of their comfort zone for. So we've we've encouraged multis and puzzles and and slightly higher DT ratings and such that you can you know you don't have to go out and find 25 puzzles this week to qualify for a bronze or silver, but maybe getting three puzzles is the first time you've done three puzzles. So that's one of the things that we really want to do with the caches as well. We 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 keep the, or the challenges as well. We keep them varied a because we don't want folks having to do the same thing every week, but B, we keep them varied because we want people experiencing things that they've never experienced before. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'll tell you right now, and this will be anybody that's, uh, I don't know how many GGA folks we have or people participating in the challenges, but coming up soon, uh, we're going to do a benchmark challenge. And I think that one's going to be really interesting. I think oh, um, sweet. I, I, and, and I apologize. I'm getting my podcast mixed up, but I forget if it was you or the gearheads that are doing a, uh, a benchmark show coming up. Uh, somebody we mentioned they were doing a. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, we have one coming up. We have one oh, coming perfect. up. Perfect. Yep. Good. I got the right one then. Yeah. So actually, I was going to time it to coincide with your show as well. Oh, so, because right. well, because I know a lot of folks aren't even familiar with benchmark. Yeah. Uh, a lot of experienced cashers. So I want them to have some good reference material and such. But awesome. you know, it'll be it'll be pretty tame. I've already got you know kind of the levels in mind that we'll do for that. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be find a hundred benchmarks or anything like that. Cool. But we are going to do a benchmark challenge, which I think is exactly what we want to do with the challenges is get folks out doing something they haven't done before. And a lot of people love it. That. That's awesome. Well, and that's, that should, and I think you've done a good job and I've looked at a few of the old ones or whatever. And, and I jumped mm -hmm. on last week and I already signed up and I'll be sending in my stuff Wednesday for at least my first, this first week. And awesome. right. I'm in this, I love this. So 
I love the challenges. I know we're going to get into that too, but mm-hmm. I think you've done a good job of with the three levels of kind of even in the playing field where everybody new and old gets a chance to have yes. some fun with it. You know, yes, right. it's not going to be something that nobody can do, but it's not going to be something that, you know, you only have to have 50,000 fines or whatever. I, I think it's a, the levels are great. That's one of the keys there. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. And, and we really, really, that was something we, we really talked about on the steering committee a lot was what can we do that can involve everybody that doesn't exclude anybody. Um, yeah. And and we really feel good that, that we do this and, and our prize drawings, it's been a nice mix. I mean, some of the people that have won the prizes that we do have been people that have been top of the line gold every single week. Mm-hmm. You know, playing it to the max but we've also had people that have had just a handful of entries that that have have made the, the cut as well so well, and the um, other biggest thing is you don't have to be in georgia to do this which is mm-hmm. i'm so happy when i heard about that because i'll be doing this from now on i'll be doing these challenges this weekly challenge and I'm obviously i'm not in georgia i'm in colorado and it doesn't matter i can do it right around here whether anybody else is doing it or not so that's great that's awesome. And, and, and yeah, and, and like I said, and that was one of the things too that we we really felt would be beneficial because not only do we have folks that maybe are GGA members that have moved away from Georgia and we still want them playing and having fun, but you know, we know people travel too, right? I mean, we're not gonna set it that you have to find this cash in Georgia or something because you know what, I travel for work and this week I'm gonna be in Illinois mm-hmm. all week. And so right. hey, can I get this cash up in Illinois? And mm-hmm. in fact, sometimes it's easier when that happens because oh hey, there's yeah, two earth things nearby that I haven't found. Right. You know. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to talk about um, in general about challenges here. But first, I want to mention uh, one of our sponsors, which is FTF Magazine. Um, I don't know why people still have not subscribed to FTF Magazine. It's 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 the greatest magazine out there. And uh, Je- Jess and I are subscribed. You get um, you get such cool content. Uh, Keith does an incredible job. If you haven't. Um, and you want to see, like, you physically want to see a copy of an FTF magazine before you, you know, purchase. It's they're cheap, but if you want to see one, uh, and you happen to be in Cincinnati, he will have a booth in the media area, and so come by and see Keith, and he'll he uh, will you actually get an FTF magazine when you go to the Gigastock, uh, or if you go to any mega, if you go to Going Caching, you'll get uh, uh, you'll get the mini version. And so you can check out FTF Magazine. A lot of great articles, a lot of good ideas, um, and just he he pours his pours so much into those uh, each each month. Well, so. and it's interesting too. And we've talked about this before, but I'm a tech guy. I mean, a lot of us are, right? Because you know, I like new technology, and I love my iPad and my Kindle and my, all my other stuff. But this is the one and only magazine that I definitely want the paper copy of. And paper's not even fair, but, you know, the hard copy of. Because mm-hmm. I I keep them, I read them over and over again, and there's actually, and I, I'm not going to mention which one it is, because I, I can't wait. I really hope she agrees, but there's somebody that was featured in there that I'm really trying hard to get on the show mm-hmm. because it's going to lead to something else huge that I'm going to try to do in 2019. And I really hope we get to get her on the show because, ugh. When I read that that issue, and I can't say what it is, I'm terrible about keeping secrets, right? But I was like, oh, my God. And I think I texted you immediately. Like, I Facebooked yeah. you immediately. Like, we're going to get this person on the show, and I'm doing this thing. That's awesome. This thing that's on there. And I really, really hope we get to do that. But it's it's people everywhere. There's stories and everything else. And if you can't get inspired reading that, you're kind of you know, you're in your own little bubble. So yep. I love that magazine. That's so awesome. 
We're going to jump down to a section in the notes that I think will really kind of um, be uh, sort of a cool uh, second half of the show tonight, which is uh, Matt's tips for challenge planning. And there's a lot of cool stuff in here that some of it you talked about on Gearheads, but I want to elaborate and get you to kind of wax philosophically some. And I know Jesse's going to dive in because he's got some great ideas too. But um, let's. I want to start with... Um, a couple of the challenges that you have mentioned that you have done or you have either personally or you've done them as part of the GGA weekly challenges. And it really got me to start thinking uh, about, let's say you, let's say you're not, um, you haven't done challenges before you're thinking, uh, uh, you know, I want to do some of the GGA weekly ones, but I also want to kind of start thinking about what we could do as a family or we could do as a couple that is a little bit different, um, on the challenge, sort of in the challenge area, or they, they've never done challenges in their life. And they're thinking, Oh, you know, other than fizzy and Jasmine and the ones that normally have heard of, Something different, and I you were talking the other week about, uh, and I assume Matt, tell me if this is wrong, but this was one of the GGA challenges was finding one ones. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, they it was one either Metallica or Creed, your choice. Okay, <laughs> Metallica. I, I, I wanted I to Mike. say Metallica, but I thought the Creed song fit a lot better. Right. I, I won't sing it to otherwise you wouldn't have any <laughs> listeners anymore. But I, I just I found myself humming the Creed song. It's Creed much song. More. I like though, Creed and I like Metallica. I so I'm okay. I, I wanted it to be Metallica, but it just didn't work. Sorry, I interrupted. But no, no, you're fine. No, but but um um. <laughs> You know, my first thought when you when she, when I first heard that uh, when you were talking about that on Gearheads, I was like, a one-one challenge, huh? Hmm. Yeah. And then you go, hmm. Don't don't laugh at this. You go take yeah. a look and see how many one ones are around you. And so you start looking. You're like, oh, this was a little harder than I thought it would be. So. Is that what you found too? Was yes, and that's exactly what I thought. And again, it. It, it, well, from a, from a pure kind of technical standpoint, I think that happens for a couple reasons. I mean, one, there just aren't, you know, if you think about the technical definition of a one terrain, it's handicap or wheelchair accessible, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and it's supposed to be that. And unfortunately, and I mean, I wish there were more one terrains out there. There are a lot that aren't, right? I mean, if you have it on a lamppost skirt that's, you know, five feet from the curb, it's technically not wheelchair accessible and somebody's going to rate that a one and a half. Right. So you've you've got a lot of, you've got tons of one and a halves. Um, But the, the one terrains are, are kind of tricky. And I think the other thing from a technical standpoint too is, and, and I just relate this to my own personal experience and I don't know how much it relates to others, but Hey, when I first started geocaching, one ones were pretty attractive to me because I didn't know what I was doing and I wanted something easy. So, you know what, there may be 21 ones in my home radius, but I did those in the yeah, first two <laughs> months. Of you blew yeah. through them. They're gone. Exactly. <laughs> They're just gone, you know, They're worse gone. than blowing my street days. So, right. so yeah. And, so and then, makes it, makes it different. It's a different kind of challenge for you. It makes it different. And, and then third, and I think this is, this is important as well. But, you know, let's face it, us geocachers, sometimes we could be snobs, right? We're like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to go for that one one. I'm going caching this weekend. Uh, I demand five, four and a half. So that is the only cache that I shall find, right? I mean, right. you know, and, and so I think sometimes people forget 
you can have some really cool one ones. And that was one of the really cool pieces of feedback that I got was people were sending in their their challenges or posting on the the GGA Facebook page. They're like, I was really surprised how cool some of these one ones were. It, it, awesome. You don't have to have an impossible cache, you know, hidden behind 60 feet of thorns to make it a good cache. You can have a really good parking lot cache, I swear. So it, it was it was fun in that standpoint because it, it, it really did tick a lot of boxes for what we were doing. Right. So the, I just while we were talking about this, because I was curious, the closest one one cache <laughs> to me is right. 10 miles away. Well, it's not the too next bad, one, and this is the crow flies, right? Yeah. The next one is 11 miles away, and then it goes up to 13 and 17 miles away, and then 18 miles away as the crow flies, just to get like five. I can't get. That's not going to be an easy challenge for. And and I think harder that, challenge than it sounds like. I'd have to take a look, but I believe the challenge that week was seven or eight of them for for the one one. So. Oh gosh. All right, I gotta do mine real quick. So one one. It could be it could be any size. Right? Yeah, I'm I'm run, I'm going over twenty miles. Then I haven't found events don't count, right? Uh, no, events did count. Oh, nice. Okay. Yep. Any any one one. Oh, I got one seven miles away. I need to go grab that thing. Um, seven point nine miles, and then eight point four, and then it's it goes off the scale at that point. So I've got a couple actually. They're not too far away that I could probably go grab. So it's it's interesting though. It's very interesting. Now, and it, and it was eight, by the way. I looked while you were looking at. Oh, your okay, face. cool. And by the miles. way, that that you know, eight or nine miles is forty five minute drive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So now that gets difficult really quickly. Now let's kind of go to the other side of the scale, and there's a lot in between. But and this is where I know Jesse's going to be. He's going to be like, oh, I wonder if I could do this. Um, 31 days of finding a multicache. Oh my gosh. Every day. A number one, you got to do a 31 day streak, <laughs> which is for some people, they don't ever want to streak. They don't ever want to do a geocaching streak again after gosh, 31 no. days of August. But not only that, it's got to be all multicaches. Well, not all, but just one a day. No, that's what I mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. If you want to geocache in between there, then be, then be my guest. But you want to do 31 days of mysteries or 31 days of multis. And um, you've now, did you actually do this? Yes, I, I actually. So I, I was one of those people that swore up and down. I'm never doing a streak. I, right. Every every person when I started caching, like I knew a ton of people that that had done streaks and every one of them just complained about how miserable they were and how awful they were. <laughs> and it was the worst thing they ever did. And right. I thought I thought I am never going to do that. Um, so for three years, I never came close to doing I had a, a, a six day streak. That was the extent of my streak uh, yep. was six days. And then I got really tired of looking at my 366 grid with all the holes. Right. So I came up with this thought that, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to do a streak cause I'm not doing streaks, but I'm going to fill in the missing days. Right. So if like right. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, were missing, I'd go out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you know, fill in those missing days and then, oh, and then not do anything on Saturday as well. Right. Right. Um, 
I did that. I started that in November. So I, I did that in November and I got like to the end of November. I got to November 30th and I was looking December and I had like 23 days missing in December. So <laughs> right. ridiculous. And That's I thought to cold. myself, you know what? I've never done like a 31 day streak. And that just sounds like it would be at least mildly credible. Right. So I, I've already got to go out 23 days. It's only eight more days. Let me just do all of December. Mm -hmm. So I did all of December and then I'm like, well, 31 is kind of cool, but you know, 60 would be no 60. That's <laughs> the number I'm going to do. I'm going to do a 60 day straight. Oh, no. And then I got to about 55 and I went, no, I need triple digits. I need 101. That's that's the streak that I need, 101. And then somewhere between like 55 and 101, I just said, uh, forget it, Janiac. You know, you're doing the 366. So I just kind of resigned myself. But when I initially started streaking, the, the tough part was I had cashed out like everything within maybe three or five miles of my house because I was never going to do a streak. Right. So I had cashed this out. So I was just, my only real strategy was I thought, and, and I would cash in the mornings before work. And I thought I'm going to go like to the farthest points I can get and kind of work backwards. Right. Mm -hmm. I thought get the far away caches early so that at the end of the streak, anything that's remotely close to the home when I'm tired of this is there. So I did that for a couple months. That was kind of my only strategy. And, and, and one guy had a bunch of caches that he did almost like an alphabet series. He didn't have all 26, but he'd have, you know, a is four and B is four, et cetera. And right, I thought, right. you know what, in February, I'm going to have some fun and do, I'm going to do those in order, right? I just thought it'd be kind of cool to work through his little series and, you know, wherever it was, I would go do an order. So I did that in February. And then I, in March, I thought, well, I'm doing a lot of park and grab. So I made March my no park and grab month. That was my, my rule, which I had a pretty flimsy rule, but it was, <laughs> it, it would, I mean, my rule for no park and grabs was either I had to walk a 10th of a mile or it had to have a D or a T above a 2.5. That was my criteria for no park. Whatever. So, I, and, and I didn't even know if I'd be able to do that. So I thought, right. cause I thought, wow, I have to go out and get one of these every day. So I did that. It was kind of cool. I did a lot of travel in April. So I didn't really do any theme or whatever, but mm -hmm. when I got to May, I, I thought I should try something. I'm going to be crazy. I'm going to see if I could do multis. So I, I set out to make May multi-month. Um, I was really worried because, um, I had counted up the multis that I can get to. And, and, and I had this philosophy, like on the weekends, I would drive wherever I wanted to. And I always tried to go further away from home on the weekends. But, you know, when you have a job, you've got to have caches that you can go get kind of before work. So, you know, I counted up that I needed 22 days or whatever of quote work caches. Right. And I, I think I only had a buffer of about five or six multis. Right. So I thought, mm. can I really get these? Right. And three days in, I went, one for five i dnf'd four multis before oh, no. work and wow. i thought oh no i thought wow i am never going to <laughs> never gonna make it but but i i you know i i got lucky and there were a lot of multis and and it, i managed to get through and a couple new published uh, uh while i was doing this this streak and that worked out really well uh i think i even got a multi i think i got a couple of multi first defines which was really cool for multi nice. but i did the 31 days of multis and there was a facebook group dedicated to multis and i just kind of posted in there and said something like <laughs> oh by the way i'm doing you know i'm going to try to do a 31 day streak i have no idea if i'll do it and then somebody commented and said oh well if you're going to do that you should look at this challenge cache that i saw that's 35 days of mysteries <laughs> so i looked it up Great. and sure enough there's a challenge cache it's in chicago or the chicago suburbs right 
that's 35 days of mysteries. So I thought, well, you know what? I'll do multi-month and finish that up. And then when I'm done, I'll do mystery month. So I, I, I transitioned to that. And of course, what's really cool is I, I occasionally about maybe two or three times a year travel for work. And of all the places in the country to travel, I travel to suburban Chicago. So this, this, this mystery, this challenge cache that was out there is, was actually something I managed to go sign the log on, which was really cool. But I, Oh, go ahead. No, like I said that's really cool. Go ahead, Jesse. Did you sign it before or after qualification? After. I'm a big. Ah, I'm a big after guy. Differ. I love it. Uh, this is a discussion <laughs> if, if we I, had prior to the show. This is why we almost between didn't these get two guys. Yeah, these guys were going back and forth. Not they weren't arguing, but it was a big discussion about. That's great. The different signing. Yeah, well, and I never thought about this because, you know, but do you sign the challenge cash? prior to completion or do you sign it after completion so matt you first uh, i'm a big believer um personally in signing it after completion i i very rarely sign it. i i've i've not exclusively done that but i've probably signed maybe three challenge caches before i qualified so for matt signing the challenge cache is the completion he's done yes right. it's like and, the cherry on top <laughs> right and for or me it's, it's the start yeah for jesse it's the opposite which I is find one sign it and then start working on it for until the rest of time until i i get to it now the reward you know for you start for me no, me it's almost like a diploma right i didn't go to four years of college i, oh, I didn't get no. my diploma then go to college for four years to earn it i all i right. went i went to college and then got the diploma all right i'm gonna, right. Cut, you, I'm gonna cut you two off because i don't want we're gonna be all night talking about this that's but right I, but i do need both of you guys to give um some some um information to those out there that do challenges or or just starting to do challenges and this is this is my question for both of you guys cuz you do it differently which mm-hmm. is how do you keep track of the information about that challenge so that you can finish it either either sign before and how do you keep track of it or sign after so matt let me start with you so how do you keep track of so you you hear about some type of challenge Mm -hmm. you know where the challenge cache is is located how are you going to how are you going to map that out do you keep it in a like just a standard spreadsheet or do what do you do for that well and, and pardon me, I'm going to back up for just a second because not everybody may know this, especially if they're newer. But one yeah. of the things that that's, that makes it fairly easy to find most challenge caches, you won't find them all this way, but you'll find probably 95%. But if you're on the geocaching website, you can very easily use the search filters to just filter for mystery caches, you know, take everything off but mystery. Right. There's a There's a box that says cache name contains and you put the word challenge there and then technically you don't have to do any more than that but you know i'll usually limit it to say georgia or alabama or somewhere you know near where i'm looking and you can quickly see all the challenge caches that are out there and and you could further do it to say challenges i haven't found you know caches i haven't found to clear off the ones that you haven't found right so i like to do that a lot like anytime i'm doing trip planning like somewhere new i always kind of run that filter right so i'm i'm always looking out going you know hey i know i'm going to western tennessee Right. next month what challenge caches are out there that i may or may not have 
qualified for. So I'll do that list. And when I see a good looking challenge, I will put it on a bookmark list. So I keep a bookmark list that's just called challenge caches. And I keep those all on a bookmark list. Excellent. If I, if I see a challenge that I like that I've qualified for, I'll also put it on the bookmark list. But the one thing that I do is I like to go in and use that corrected coordinates function. Mm-hmm. And I literally copy the posted coordinates into the corrected coordinates. Ah, oh. it doesn't budget at all. It doesn't move it at all on the map. But what it does is it changes the icon both in the geocaching app and on the web page map. So as I'm scrolling along, I never have to wonder, did I qualify for this or not? I see that different icon. I know this is something I'm ready to go hunt. That is interesting. Um, and I do that. Um, I do that not only for challenge caches, but if I see there's a lot of mystery caches out there mm-hmm. um, that start at the posted coordinates, right? There, it's a mystery ca- cache, but it's a field puzzle or something like that. Right. I like to do that for those as well before I've hunted them. Um, and and you know we were talking about my multi streak. I wound up doing four months of puzzles afterwards, and it was very helpful. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Wow! Wow! Uh, wow! It was very helpful because as I was doing my daily cash planning, I would see those little I don't know what that's supposed to be a finger or something on the the, mm-hmm. the icon, but I'd see the little thing and know immediately those were caches I can go hunt, and I didn't have to go look any further for those. So I like to do that a lot. Uh, to, I, I, I usually what I do is if I see a challenge that I'm interested in getting, or I think I may get it sometime, I change those coordinates to change it on the map. Uh, oftentimes I'll take a quick note um, just for my own personal reference in that personal note section. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll say, you know, qualified on 5, 13, 18, you, you know, just some dumb note to remind myself when I saw this or uh, when I cha- uh, did the challenge or when I realized I qualified for it. Um, if I think of, I mean, some challenges you can look at and know immediately you've qualified for, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the 366 challenge, the fizzy challenge, the Jasmine challenge, these are challenges that most people know whether they've qualified for them or not. But a lot of challenges, obviously, people don't know if they've qualified for. So the one tip that I would give is it's surprising how many challenge checkers there are on Project GC. Yeah. Um, that aren't linked on the page. So just because there's not a right. link on the cache page doesn't mean there's not a, a Project GC checker. And I've done some interesting challenges that are fairly complicated that I wouldn't want to look for manually oh, that yeah. don't have any indication on the web page that there's a, or on the cache page, there's a checker, but there's a checker that exists in the in Project GC. So. Cool. Um, and the other thing that's really cool as well, and I like to do this, but if you qualify for the challenge, most of the time Project GC will give you a very nice log summarizing mm-hmm. your your qualification, and you can copy and paste that log into your web page uh, or into your log uh, if you're doing it via the web. And and I, I will say too, I'll throw out the caveat: I do a lot of cache work on the computer. I don't do as much on the apps. Mm-hmm. So obviously, that's more complicated if you log all your caches exclusively through the app. Or um, I, I play a little bit with GSAC, but I'm not super familiar with it. But right. Um, if you're going through the web, it, it's it's an easy, easy thing to do. Okay. So, so on the other side of it, so I use Project GC a lot too. I don't use GSEC at all. Um, but uh, you can do the map if you're going to an area and you can see the challenges that you're qualified for a lot of the times, not always, but they'll automatically show in Project GC. So if you're pulling up an area like if I was going down to Georgia, uh, I'd pull up that area before I visited and it shows automatically through your Project GC profile 
which one of the challenges you're qualified for on a lot of them. Some of them, like the old ones, it doesn't because they didn't have a checker necessarily assigned to it. Um, or there's something weird that you can't make a checker for, you know. But um, I sign every challenge I come across. I just go ahead and sign it now and put a right note on the page. And I've signed this, working on the challenge, or sign this, and I'm qualified. If I'm qualified, whether there's a checker or not, I'll go ahead and put that in the thing in, in well, if I'm qualified, I'd be then now. But <laughs> like if I sign it and, and uh, I'm working on it or I have half, like it's say it's 366 and I've only done 200 of them, I'll say I got 200 now and I'm going to work towards this. And I use a bookmark list is how I do it. And I have a bookmark list of tons of challenges that I've signed that I may or may not ever be able to qualify for, but I'm always trying to work towards those. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if I got there and I'm qualified for it already and I'm there, I'll sign it. It's a fine law. You know, I found it. You'll mark it but, uh, you'll, you'll, yeah. go ahead, you'll go ahead and do it since it's right, you're right there. But Right. I'm already qualified for it or whatever. But um, can you most go back of the ones and, that I sign are the opposite of that. Can you go back, Jesse, now since you use a lot of the right note, and I never thought about this, can you go back and look at all your right notes? I think you can. Yes, you can. There's two ways to do that. One, uh, so I'll do a right note on all those. And if you go mm-hmm. on geocaching.com, like I do a lot of my stuff on the computer as well, right. you can just select right note. You know, on the geocache logs, all that. And oh, you pull go to geocache. Yeah, that you've ever written a note on it's it'll pull up. Yeah, because you go um, to you go to geo. Don't go to your 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 go to geocaches, and you can do yep. anything. Announcements, archived, attended, did not right. Find, you can pick any of those things. things. Yeah, you can pick any. Um, of them but also on Project DC on your profile, mm-hmm. it lists under the challenges tab all the challenges you've already qualified for and signed, found it, but also all the ones you ever put a right note on. Mm-hmm. So it lists them right there automatically for you as well. So, because okay. mine are always what I'm working towards. So, and then I'll, you know, keep a bookmark list cool. or if it's one of the big ones, you know, a big challenge I'm working on, you know, if it's something crazy, I'll do a spreadsheet or whatever else. But to me, I sign it and that, that dictates kind of the two or three or four challenges that I'm working on. Anytime I come near one, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. And this will fit that challenge. Mm-hmm. So that's very cool. So, I mean, you guys, um, there's two really cool ways to kind of go about it because you, as we talked about before the show, we've always talked about mm-hmm. you, you, geocache, the, geocache the way you want to geocache, or if you want to be, you know, if you want to look for something else to challenge you, there's different, there's, there's plenty of opportunity out there Absolutely. to make you to don't ever get this is the thing and Jesse and I've ran across people like this who are like oh I, I gave up on geocaching well why well I got tired of blah 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 it's like you don't need to ever be tired of oh yeah what you're doing because there's always something else you could be doing you right. just need to search out whatever that happens to be and we're going to keep talking about some of those but um, also you mentioned you guys mentioned both. You know, I'm a big Project GC guy, so mm-hmm. we need to. But we are going to have a show um, not too long, not too far in the distant future, where we're going to discuss both GSAC and Project GC, and we're going to talk about the positives of both and maybe some things we'd like to see in both. But anyway, that's coming up in the future. So, all right. That'll be a fun one though. When we do it, it'll be fun to talk about, cause we're going to get a GSAC person on a project GC. Well, we we're going to kind of overwhelm them cause we're both project GC, but <laughs> maybe we'll have to get two GSAC guys on so they can kind of sort of, uh, help each other out. So we have to get, um, Scott Miller and also get Tom Brotherman so they can kind of 
help gang up against us because we're going to be Project G's. But we, we need more. I, I like to hear more about GSEC. I started to use GSEC many, many years ago, and it was too much for my brain to handle at the time. So maybe it's, you know, whatever. All right. Let's get back to the discussion for tonight. Um, <laughs> one thing that, um, Matt, you've, you mentioned just today, and I threw it in the notes, but um, because I noticed that you folks that do challenges, you got some real hangups. <laughs> <laughs> but they're good hangups. So one of yours is lonely caches. So tell, tell, oh. tell her about your, your I love those. obsession. Or well, it, it's it's not an well. I mean, maybe it's a little <laughs> bit of an obsession. I don't okay. know. No, I mean, but but well, and, and I'm sorry. I'm gonna just. I, I have to say one thing. I go just ahead. got a text message yeah. from a good friend of mine that yeah, is exactly ahead. on Jesse's list with Woo! the signing every challenge log, and <laughs> she sent me a thing and says, "OMG, I'm dying." I signed every log I come across, and then says, "I am laughing so freaking hard." He is my soul sister. So there anyway, I, just, perfect. I, I had to do the shout out as I saw that come across. That's awesome. We, yeah, we had that very awesome. debate like very very often here. So that's good. Um, I hate lonely caches. To me, caches want to be found, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the whole point. If you're a geocache, your only purpose in life is to have a pen scrawl their name across you. So I always hate when I see caches that haven't been found. Um, and interestingly, when I was doing my multi and mystery streak, those caches don't get found nearly as often, mm -hmm. which was really sad because I was finding a lot of caches that hadn't been found in, you know, relatively long periods of time, a year, year and a half, two years that mm -hmm. were all in perfectly great condition, tons of fun. And I think people just stay away from them. But um, I've always had this thing for lonely caches and um Project GC will show you that information. It's kind of cool. If you haven't played around with the statistics section of uh, Project GC, mm -hmm. um, there's it's a little confusing because there's one called loneliest caches and you don't want that one actually because loneliest caches is a ratio of finds to the time that it's been out so if it's been out for 10 years and two people have found it but the last one found it yesterday it'll count as a lonely cache because it'll say it's only found once every five years right um so the stat that i always look at um again when i'm planning any kind of weird caching day hmm. is i look at the days since last found and that shows you how long it's been since somebody found it um and i've got a real thing for those kind of caches and and i just think it's cool when you could find one when i hit my um i hit my 3000th cache last august and my number one goal was the loneliest cache in georgia i said this is what we're gonna do it was a, uh, I think it was a five four and a half it was all right you had to take a, you had to get on a kayak in the middle of nowhere in Georgia. And we, we, you had to kayak down from where you go in about a half mile. Then you had to climb this horrific mountain and um, you had to find this cache, which was very aggressively hidden. Uh, and nobody had found it since I believe 2011. And that was just the highlight of, you know, that month for me was finding that nice, lonely cache. Uh, and, and you were and singing you the three dog night song. One is the loneliest number the whole time. Exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> one is the loneliest. Okay, go ahead. Um, no, but anyway, so when, especially when I know I'm traveling rural, like um, I mentioned, we did our GGA event in kind of way South Georgia this week. And so I was scouring. I know South Georgia has a lot of kind of rural areas that don't get hit very much and actually picked up the current loneliest cache in Georgia. So I was pretty excited about that as well. Awesome. Um, 
but I, I just think it's fun because a lot of times, I think a lot of times cashers get scared by lonely cashers, uh, by caches. I think they get scared by, de- I, there's a whole bunch of things that scare cashers. They get scared by types, right? They, nobody likes puzzles and multis, especially newer people. They get scared by DNF. So oh my gosh, somebody logged a DNF. It must not be there. I'm never going to look for this. And they also get scared by by time. You know, if they don't see where a cache has been found in a while, I think what a lot of people do is assume that it must not be there because either A, it's been there a while, or B, because cachers are afraid to log DNFs, it must have 10 DNFs that just nobody's logged. Mm-hmm. So I, I always like finding those and kind of putting them back on the map, so to speak, is the, the way I kind of phrase it. You know, hey, look, it's here. You found it. You know, it really is. Come find it. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, that's Go ahead, Jesse. Perfect. The, uh, Outside of lonely caches, which I love going to get a lonely cache, and we have several of them in Colorado that are just at the top of the mountains, and most people do not, you know, they don't get hit more than once a year anyway, even on on best case scenarios. But you mentioned the other one that I love just right behind lonely caches. When I'm looking for caches, especially in my area, I love to find one that has a DNF on it. Yes. Because I, I have it. to go find that and get a smiley face too. after the DNF. I love yes. that so much. Like, oh, yeah, I got it. Especially if it has multiple DNFs, I don't even care if it's not there. I'm going to go try it just so I can get that smiley after the, all the DNFs. Mm-hmm. And that's so much fun to me. Like, oh, because yeah, it's of, there. Because <laughs> I, of challenge. I'm a big believer in DNFing most caches. Yeah. If, oh, if yeah. I do a serious attempt, well, I, some would argue I do DNF most caches. But um, <laughs> so that's another a, story. That's for another if, show. Yeah. If I do a serious attempt at a cache, I am not afraid to log a DNF. And I know a lot of mm-hmm. other cashers who will not log a DNF, whether Which it's because they feel like failures. Drives or... me crazy. Exactly. That drives it... me insane. DNF it. Don't. I mean, you're not any better than anybody else around here. Well, Just... and, and, and on the flip side, as a CO, I is the owner of a cash. Yeah. I want people to DNF my cash. I mean, yes. I, I probably should be better about going out every 30 days or 90 days or whatever and checking every single one of my caches. But. I'll admit I don't. So when you DNF it, that gives me a prompt to go check it and see what's going on. Yeah. Well, um, absolutely. Well, I've got it's one. Though, and, and, when they don't DNF it because you don't know. You exactly. don't know. And that's exactly. the thing that drives that drives it drives CEOs insane. It drives me as a geocaching insane. And very few things in geocaching drive me insane. But I do have a couple caches that I like seeing. Well, is it a, is it a sick pleasure that I like? Because I've got a cache and it's not it's a bison on a, it's bison on a fence. Now it's tricky and um but and I've gotten some nasty uh logs of people who are like this isn't there. I can't believe it. Bah, bah, bah. They go off and, you know, and then somebody else comes along and says, "Oh, we found it. it took us a minute or two, but we found it." So I'm thinking, "Yep." Yep. But you know you love that. I love it because it's like, <laughs> I don't know why, but I, in, uh, especially because there's this one geocacher in our in the DFW area, and he he went on a rant, and I love it. I need to make a copy of it so if I never lose it, but he went on this rant about this cache. He hated everything about it. He's DNF'd it, and he hasn't come back to get it yet, but he DNF'd it. He hated my hint. He hated he hated everything. He hated the name of it. He hated where it's at. He hated everything about it. And I've had other people who are like, that was a great cache because it was a little tricky, and I had to look for it. So, But you know what? That brings up a question. We're running long, so I want to get my yeah. question in. Before Go ahead. Yeah, we, definitely. We all, 
Matt and I both love challenges, and yeah, get back. So, to the, let's get back, Matt. I assume you've hidden some of your own challenges too, right? Actually, I have not. I have not hidden oh, the challenge no. cache yet. So, well, then good because you you'll have an opinion on this, and it won't be biased by your own caches or whatever. So, I hid one challenge, and it was the the four grids. You know, the three sixty six and the Jasmine and Fizzy. You know, that was the challenge portion of it. You had to get all four of the major grids. But so that's the difficulty portion, right? Well. Mm. I also hit it really hard. <laughs> oh, no. And, man, people went off. Like, <laughs> I've already qualified. How dare you make this challenge <laughs> How hard? How dare I'm you like, not oh, make it an LPC? This is my cash. I own it. You know, there's a, there's an, uh, you know, don't find this. There's that option. Right. But, uh, <laughs> go, go somewhere else. <laughs> do you think, and when you're finding them, too, because I love finding them, should the difficulty, you know, difficulty or terrain are supposed to be different on the new challenge rules. Difficulty right. reflects, you know, the challenge of it and the terrain reflects getting to that actual cache. Right. But do you think there's anything wrong with hiding a difficult challenge and a difficult to find challenge? I absolutely do not think there's anything wrong with that, but I'll throw a caveat on there. Um, and, and I make this caveat with mystery caches as well. And this mm -hmm. is what I do as a CO. Mm -hmm. I personally like it on a mystery cache when people tell me why the D is the way it is. Yes. Right? So if it's a 5D puzzle cache or mystery cache, I, and I've hidden it and I haven't hidden a 5D, but I will say in my cache description, as an FYI, the, the puzzle is, you know, a four and a half and the actual physical mm -hmm. hide is a one and a half or something, you know, mm -hmm. something like that. Right. Um, and I like that very much on challenge caches. I think it's perfectly fine to hide a challenge cache, although I do think the expected norm is that the challenge cache is going to be an LPC pill bottle. Um, yeah, not but, by me. Yeah, but, but <laughs> you know what? If you're, if you're, if you're, if it says in the description, hey, this is a, you know the the difficulty and you know rating right. is five, partly because you, it's hard to get this challenge, and partly because I've hidden this very very well. I don't mind that at all, and I I enjoy the challenge. And so that was mentioned, uh, and we hit another one recently, and it was uh, it, now if I'm gonna hide though, and people in, in our areas, everybody knows how everybody hides caches in their own area, right? We did an actual 5-5 five, five challenge, which, according to the rules, the terrain has to be a 5, which this was, but that's a different part of it. Um, but we specifically mentioned, so the difficulty of it was find five different types of 5-5 five, five challenge, you know, 5-5 five, five caches, different cache types. And specifically mentioned in that was, this is also going to be extremely hard to find. So, you, yeah, you made a note of that. that's fair. You know, yeah. no, that that's don't awesome. go for this if you don't want to do that. So, right, and, right. And who knows? Maybe next week's GGA challenge will be find five different five, five cash types. I like that. I'm in. <laughs> I will be gold level that week. I promise you that, that that would be awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, uh, GGA members. I'm just kidding. It's not, <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be like that. All right, we, we got to wrap up for tonight. So, um, Gosh, where do we start? Um, all right, so um, Matt, I'm gonna let you have the last word. Give us, give us your your last thoughts on on challenges. I think the best <laughs> thing about challenges is doing something different, doing something that you haven't done before. And I, I think it's great, even if you have no intention of going to find a particular challenge cache. Mm -hmm. Look for challenges that are just fun new ways to play the game. 
Um, this game is so much fun and there's so much variety and most people don't even think of things like doing a 31 day multi streak or a longer puzzle streak or, you know, doing a alphabet casher kind of thing, et cetera. Just look at them, do it, work on them and have some fun with it because it, it can be just a blast and a variety and a new way to do things. Yep. Love it. Jesse. Yeah, I would say everybody knows I'm, I'm a big fan of challenges and, uh, it's, and it's not because they're only the hardest thing to do. It's because they, just like Matt just said, it, it challenges you to do something different. One of the challenges that I signed, and I signed it last year, and I'm still working on it, and it really puts me outside of my comfort zone, is to find 100 earth caches. Now, I'm not going to do that anytime quick, I'll be honest. <laughs> but because of that challenge... Other times I would probably skip over an earth cache and do a different type of cache. Mm-hmm. I go for those now because of that reason, because I have to be able to qualify for that challenge eventually. So it normally where I would cache only one way, it really opens my horizons. And, and that's why I'm such a big fan of it is it gets you to do outside of your comfort zone. It gets you to do something. And just like the one that they're doing with the GGA, I think that's perfect because anybody everywhere can find something that's, you know, like a one, one, you may never, you may be one of those people that hates events, but if you're going for that challenge and you're going something different, hey, I'm going to try something a little different this week yep. just because of this. So that's that's perfect for geocaching. You can't get you can't define geocaching better than trying something different. Well, and I think that um, even if you're at a <laughs> at a point in your geocaching where maybe challenges has, you've got enough on your plate and you're like challenges, eh. but what I'm finding, because I'm kind of in the, I'm kind of in that category. I'm in the category of, I still like to find what I'm, what I'm currently finding. However, being sort of a brand, sort of a newbie to challenges, what I think, and this may be several people that are listening, um, dip your toe into the challenge world, and do something that gets you. Because what I'm finding is a couple things. One is the friend league that just just occurred. Mm-hmm. The friend league got me to, and this was even for caches that I find at lunchtime because I usually try to find one cache at lunch um, just to kind of a I get out and get away from work and do something which I just deeply love, which is geocaching. But during the friend league, I had to find some that had more favorite points. Well. That can kind of be tricky depending on where you live or where you work. And so there was one that comes to mind that I would probably have skipped <laughs> for a long time finding caches in my area in around work. But I said, oh, it's got 10 favorite points. I got to go find this thing because it's worth more in planetary pursuit, blah, blah, blah. And so I get there. And I'm thinking about Jesse this whole time because I'm sitting here and I'm underneath this bridge. And I'm like... Here I am. I'm at. I'm at. Here I am. I'm, I'm at during during lunchtime. I'm at, clock is ticking. I can get back to work, and I'm searching for this stupid cash. And <laughs> you know, Jesse be saying, "Come on, Gary, you can find it." And I can't find this stupid cash. I can get back to work, and of course, I do what you should do: just step back, think about it a few minutes, and I go, "Ah, I'm in the wrong spot." Got to the got to the cash. It's a really cool. You know, I gave it a favorite point because. It's really cool camouflaged cache, and this is why it had a lot of favorite points. I found it, and it was done. I sent Jesse a note actually saying, hey, I just found this. Isn't this cool? Blah, blah, blah. So to kind of wrap up, 
in my thoughts, and that is find something, even if you're not a person that loves challenges or is kind of like, eh, I'm fine. I'm, I'm doing fine. I don't need, I don't need to add challenges to my life uh, of geocaching. <laughs> Dip your toe into challenges and find something that you're interested in that you might be, might, might really want to do. So anyway, so that's, that's, that's our thoughts. Hopefully you enjoyed well, the show and go uh, check out, um, yeah, the ones are doing down there that it's GGA online.org GGA. Go check it out and you can sign up and start doing these week to week and yeah. it can be something brand new. Right. And, and the other thing too, you, you don't even have to sign up or do anything. If you, if you're just looking mm-hmm. for a challenge and want to go back and look at what right. we did back in week two oh, or something, yeah. like that, good idea. Go do week two just for fun. Cause you're yeah. looking for something to do this week. That's perfect. That's a great idea, Matt. Thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. GGA online. And that is ground ground. A that uh, was Altoid yeah. on online.org and um, then check the forums out, get signed up and start doing the challenges. I think you're going to love it. So, all right, coming up on the show next week, um, we've got Hindle back on the show from Germany. So we have to do a special time. The fact that he's in Germany. So the timing is always uh, tough for them being in a different uh, time. So we were doing a show at 3 PM central time next week to accommodate our buddy in Germany, Hendel. And he's got some great stories. We've been talking already about some of the things he's going to talk about, some of the hikes he's done recently to get to a cache. Um, he's got some cool video. We're going to try to show some of that during the show as well. So uh, in two weeks, show 100 comes <laughs> comes around. And it'll be our anniversary show. we got some things planned for that. Uh, I will be probably in, like, Jackson, Tennessee, I think, is where we're going to be. Uh, it'll be after. I was just there. Oh, cool. I'll be after Gigastock. And uh, uh, that's, I think, where we're going to be. We're going to go part of the way home on Sunday and finish it up on Monday. But that's uh, for our anniversary show. And then in three weeks, Daryl W. Four will be on the show. Hey. Geo Gearheads. Uh, Daryl W4 will be on the show. We're going to do a Giga recap. He and I on show 101. Uh, Jesse will be uh, in South Carolina, right? Yes. Uh, well, technically, yes, but I think I'll be traveling at the time the show's on, so yeah. I'll be in the airport. But you're, but you're on your way to South Carolina. Uh, on the way back from oh, South Carolina. On your way back from South Carolina. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and we're going to get the, um, we want to get your events, uh, information. We'll get that and we'll put that in the show notes for next week. So you can go to his, his events, um, when he's down there. So we'll definitely get you guys the information so you can go and please go check out the event and, um, say hi to Jesse and that'd be very um, cool. Go cashing. Tons of fun cashing. Absolutely. Do some cashing with him. So, all right. Hope you enjoy the show tonight. Email us your comments at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, My uh, where the show is at geocachetalk. Mine's at Gary Slinkard, and we're big Instagrammers now, so check us out, geocachetalk or Memphis Mafia, all one word, uh, for Instagram. And our Facebook page, of course, is facebook.com forward slash geocachetalk. The show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all over the world, so you'll love it. And, of course, on our Geocache Talk website, Click on the subscribe button below, and that will remind you, and you can then see the, see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And tell your friends about the show. Get them involved as well. The chat room is always rocking. It was rocking again tonight, so very excited about that. And so until next week, 
Don't just talk about geocaching. You need to go challenge yourself and go geocaching. Good night, everybody. Good night.